This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, I'm back with our founder, Rocky Fleming. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Thank you, Rocky. It's good to be back. It is. It is. We are. <clears throat> if the audio is not as good as it could be, it's because we're doing it via Zoom. Uh, we're still keeping our distances, trying to be safe, uh, especially with the most recent uh, deal happening with my dad, who's the same age as Rocky, who's in ICU with COVID. And I, I just want to thank anyone out there who's been praying for my dad and my family. And you guys have really been a blessing to me and encouragement to my mom and dad. So thank you for all the texts and Facebook posts and all that stuff. I really, really do appreciate it. He's, he's holding steady. So just keep, keep praying. But uh, it has kind of reminded Rocky and I of how serious this disease is. And we just got to be just got to know our enemy. We got to know our enemy right now. And so, uh, but uh, I really wanted, I told Rocky, I really wanted, I felt like influencers uh, needed to be a voice to all of you out there who are, you are all ministers in your own right. You're all shepherds. You're all uh, dealing, you're being influencers where you live and all, all over the country. And we got a big election next week. Uh, and uh, everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's wondering what's going to happen. And uh, in the midst of all that and the anticipation and the uneasiness, I thought, uh, wanted to ask Rocky to speak, speak to you all. And, and we, so, so Rocky, uh, you had, uh, you had sent out an, an email to our staff or a text uh, based on Second Peter uh, three. And I'm going to read that as a jumping off point, and we'll see where this whiz takes us. But this spoke to your heart. Uh, just just something that we want to want to keep our eyes and, the, and our perspective in the right spot. So let's see what Peter says in Second Peter three, starting in verse ten. He's talking about the day of the Lord. He says the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So, Rocky, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the end end of the world. When's it going to happen? Everyone's always trying to guess and come up with things. But, you know, there's been a lot of weird things happening in the world, and we've talked about it a little bit. But uh, wildfires, hurricanes, uh, and then uh, this pestilence that's nobody would have ever seen this rock in the world the way it has. And, uh, and then this election, which people say is the most important election we've ever had in the United States. So what do you think, Rocky? You know, is, is are these signs that we're in the end days or what, what what's your heart telling you to, to tell our people right now? I think it was about 48 years ago that uh, when I began to find interest in uh, prophecy. And um, I think maybe the late great planet Earth might be the one that kind of opened our interest in that. <clears throat> and I remember asking a pastor, very smart pastor. I said, you think we're in our last days? He said, well, some of us are. 
<laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, you could ask that question to me now, do you think that we're in our last days? And I would say, well, you know, I'm 75 years old. I can see it from here, <laughs> from me personally. Um, but I have never felt more assured that these signs are indications of Christ's return. And now there are a lot of people that would say, well, we've had things before that um, just people were for sure that's going to happen. Look at Hitler. Look at World War II. Look at all of these things that they'll point out. But in my, in my spirit, the way I feel, I just feel like the, the series of events that we've had in 2020 not only in this country, but worldwide. And by the way, in this country, we have been wonderfully exempt from a lot of the problems worldwide. But they're, they've come into our shores. They've come into our own boundaries now. And we're seeing that. And so I think that we have to look at the changes that are happening around the world and around this country, the turmoil that we're experiencing. And I grew up in a peaceful country. And I would say that probably up until um, January this year, uh, it was, you know, pretty, pretty peaceful. Yeah, there was the political infighting, all that. That's going on all the times, but it's increased. But then, then, you know, since probably February with the COVID and then with the, uh, the riots and the protests and, and all of those things have been going on. The wildfire has been going on. And how many hurricanes now? So seven hurricanes this year in the Gulf of Mexico. And one is about to hit uh, where they've been going in uh, there for the last three hurricanes. And so, you know, I look at that and I read scripture and, and it tells me that there will be uh, things that will be seen. And Jesus says, but, you know, we still don't know the exact time. He said, these are just signs. Be prepared. And uh, so my thoughts are, what does that mean? Be prepared. Because I think that that's the question. And that is, what do we do as Christians looking forward to the kingdom of God that we will live in for eternity? and yet living in this temporary place that we call earth that we were born to and that we were raised from. And yet the value system and the evil that has been in this place since we were born before we were born is why we had to be redeemed from it. That's why Jesus gave his life because we would not be able to make it past this because of the evil that occupied our life is inherent with us. And there had to be something that breaks that. And he, he broke it. That's why he says finished. He completed the task and he opened the door for those of us who believe in him to have, to have eternal life. I mean, the scriptures are very, very clear on that. And as a Christian, you either believe that or you don't. If you are a Christian, you believe that and you bank on it. And your life is going that way. And then the question is, do we really have a, a sense of expectation of us? And Brian, I think that maybe since 2020, we have now more Christians that I think were kind of asleep to it 
there are more Christians now that have a sense of expectation that they think there is something going on here. I think there was a poll taken by pastors and the highest majority majority of them said well, they think that we're in the last days. And, um, and so I don't have any day and time and all of that. I just have a, a, a feeling of an expectation that we're going to see it. And maybe before my end of days as, a, as mortality is concerned. But uh, the question again is what do we do to prepare for? Yeah, that's what I was going to follow up with, you know, follow up question. You know, Peter's talking about, um, you know, living lives of holiness and godliness, you know, that that's, that's what we need to focus on is not, you know, not when's Jesus coming and what, what's that going to look like, but what do we do today to live lives of holiness and godliness? What do you think he's talking about there? Well, you have to define holiness and godliness because I think a lot of times uh, people attach a a puritanical thing to that, that uh, he's a holy man and everybody else is not holy. Right. Godliness, you know, that's a, a big task. But uh, you have to understand the scriptures about that. Holiness is to be set apart. It needs to be set aside, set apart for exclusive use. To live holy lives means we live life dedicated to Christ for his purposes, not our own. That's all that means. And Peter is talking about that we should be living lives of holiness. In other words, dedicated to Christ for the purpose that we have in this time that we're living. Godliness goes back to 2 Peter 1, where he talks about that we're given these magnificent promises that by them we could be partakers of the divine nature. So what does that mean? Christ's likeness. And Christ's likeness is not something that we can make of ourselves. Christ's likeness is a fruit of abiding in Christ. So what is Peter saying? In this time that we live in, Christians, it is monumentally important that we make our way to an intimate abiding relationship with Christ and that to dedicate our lives to his purposes. And that's what I believe that means. I, I'm going to just, I want to, I love that verse. And, and you know, you told me one time that at one time you thought this verse could be the key verse for what you were hoping with the journey, you know, when you were trying to figure it all out. Right. You yeah. said, cause it's so powerful. Second, you know, second Peter one, it says his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us to his own glory and excellence by which he's granted to us his very precious and great promises so that through them, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world because of sinful desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control steadfastness, to steadfastness godliness, and to godliness brotherly affection, and brotherly affection love. For if these qualities are yours and increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Years ago, I I read that through American Standard Version, and and I really... I, I really meditated on it. It was interesting. I, I even call it a highway of discipleship because if you'll follow the sequences in there, it's almost like, okay, get this nailed down faith, right? Uh-huh. And then it goes on to, you know, 
just a series of things there. Now, where the word says steadfastness in the ESV that you're reading, right? If I'm not mistaken, in the American Standard Version, it says persevere. Persevere. Right. It does. Yeah. And here's what it means to me: through perseverance, godliness. Mm. The godliness or likeness to Christ comes in the persevering of our lives to not give in to the ways of the world, but that Christ will take over. Now you connect that back up to the, where it says the magnificent promises through them, we become partakers of the divine nature. It's a bookend. Mm. The divine nature, godliness, and you look at the process between it, that's the discipleship process that we are being given. Now, what does it say as a result of it? Read it, read it if you would again. What comes after godliness? Then you've got, you know, brotherly affection and then love. And then after that. And then what does it say after that? That's where it says if if you if these qualities are yours and increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And don't we need that now? Yes. Isn't that isn't that the work of a, of, of of the Holy Spirit raising up a laborer so that we will not be ineffective in this day and time? Mm. So twenty years ago, uh, influencers began, and uh, and through that time, God has revealed to me more and more and more what He downloaded, and I didn't know all of it at, at the time. I just took it, you know. I pass it along and, and, and I also grew from it myself. And through the years, I have had my eyes opened up more and more and more that what God has been doing is he's been raising up laborers. The people that Jesus says, pray for laborers because the harvest is great and the laborers are few. And I believe that influencers have been raised up by God to raise up laborers through a discipleship process. Mm that will make people effective in living their lives out in this time that we're in, in these last days that we're in. The purpose that we have during these last days is to point people toward Christ. We are the peacemakers. We're not the agitators. We don't join the agitators. And that's probably one of the biggest problems we have right now. Many Christians are joining the agitators. And they're on, they're dividing on one side against the other side, and they're forgetting who they are, and they're forgetting this world that we're living in is so temporary. And you're going to be frustrated, and you're going to be fighting for a cause that's really not your cause. We influence. The best thing you can do about the political world is help people know Jesus. That are in politics, and uh, I would. Very, very encouraged by Dan Dow's uh, testimony that I, I heard this morning. And I'd recommend anybody see that. He's a district attorney, elected official in San Luis Obispo. And he is an unashamed Christian, powerful Christian man, loving Christian man, but an effective uh, district attorney. And I think that we can be effective in our work. Now, we can be effective in all that we do out here. We don't have to change that. But we just got to remember who we are and who we serve and the fact that we are <laughs> we're very temporarily here, even mm -hmm. in best. Hey, Brian, you know, you're 52. Is that correct? Uh, well, thank you, but I'm 54. 
<laughs> yeah. well, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you probably only got about 30 more years. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, you know, that brings it into, into, into a uh, revelation, I guess you'd say, and that is, you know, how many days do I have left to serve my king? Mm. And then how many days do I have to live with him? Because we have an eternity later. So there's a sense of urgency right now. This is the point I'm making. And by the way, you, you have responded to the call, and uh, you're living your life out as one who is urgent. Well, you know, I think when we when we give our life to Christ fully, that personal abandonment and absolute trust, you're you you die, you you know you 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 die then, you know, and then you live forever. So you know, there's a first death of to everything, and then and then you you're more free to live following Christ, and you're not so worried about the things of the world and the things that happen to you and all that, and and you just start looking toward your future home. You know, you start now looking for your future home. Yeah, Apostle Paul said, 12, Romans 12, 1, urge you, therefore, brother, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. And he said a living sacrifice, not a not a death. You know, it's one thing to die for Christ, but it's another thing to live for him. And I think the hardest thing is to live for him. Yeah, yeah. And, but metaphorically, we do die. Yeah. And that's the, that's the two deaths you're talking about there. Well, and also when we were reading that verse in Second Peter, I think I think we are in perhaps in the perseverance phase. You know, a lot of us are. You know, it's a time for perseverance. It's hard right now. I mean, uh, the COVID people hate it. People hate it that they can't meet. Uh, it's cramped everybody's style. You know, a lot of things going on, and then and then all the stuff going on with the division and politics and race and all those things are. It's hard right now, and so it is. It's a time for perseverance and not to lose our heads you know, to keep our eyes focused in the right place. Brian, you know that second Peter verse you talked about in the uh, first chapter? <laughs> I used to use an illustration, and it shows shows you my roots, but I might share it with you. But uh, I think of perseverance as a slow heat. It's not the real blasting thing that blasts your way. It's just being in a sense of, I have to get through this one day at a time thing. You know, persevere, persevere, persevere. Mm-hmm. And, and I reminded, I, I speak of my favorite seafood dish, which is gumbo. And, and gumbo is, is, a, is a pot of a seafood stew. And I'm probably simplifying it by saying it that way to, to you or people that are not uh, from the South or from Louisiana, especially. They'll say it's more than that. And it is more than that. But it's every ingredient in it is good. Crab meat and shrimp and boudin sausage and and okra. And I mean, and there, there's so many more other ingredients in there. And if you took any of those ingredients and you ate it, it would have a distinct flavor of its own. But if you take all of those things and you put it in that pot and you put it that pot over a real slow heat, it will begin to cook and it emulsify and it creates a thick stew, quote, quote. And then when it's poured out, it is no longer those individual ingredients. It is now gumbo. And in a similar fashion, we have these things that go on in our life. And which means that there's the issue of faith. We've got to have faith. Not only faith, diligent faith. And we've got to have knowledge. But not only knowledge, you don't want to have pride. So don't get puffed up. And then then. Through this process here of, of discipleship, 
the things that we learn in our mind, then the Holy Spirit will oftentimes, most oftentimes, take those things and put us into perseverance where there's a slow heat that's applied to us until it, it moves from our head to our heart. And then what's poured out is the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Christ likeness and godliness. Or another word for it is Christian gumbo. <laughs> Christian gumbo, I like that. <laughs> well, you know, next so next Tuesday is the uh, the election day, and I know that probably everyone will do their civic civic duty and go vote, and and they're trying to vote based on information they're receiving on what lines up with their values and all that, and and, and we're not going to tell anyone how to vote. But uh, what's more important is you know how you know how we react in the aftermath. You know, a lot of people think if it doesn't go their way. There's going to be, you know, riots and who knows, who knows? I mean, there's always in this sinful world, there's always stuff like that going on. But what would you say to our influencers out there? You know, I love the name influence, you know, influencer means we're to be influencers uh, and have influence with people. So what what would you say to people in light of the election and all that right now? Well, I get all my marching orders from the scriptures and uh, and I feel like if I don't see it specifically in scripture, then I have to make sure that my heart is right and listen to the spirit. And here's what I know, Brian, I don't know who's going to be elected. I don't know if Biden will be elected or Trump will be elected. I don't know if the house will stay in the majority of Democrat or if it'll switch. I don't know what the Senate will do. I think that there's a lot of promised things that will happen if, if somebody gets elected and, it, and it's a negative thing and it hurt and scares you to death when you, when you hear all this stuff. But here's what the, the word of God tells me. It tells me to pray for my leaders. It doesn't tell me to just pray for a Republican leader. It tells me to pray for a Democrat leader. Mm -hmm. It tells me to pray for an independent leader. It tells me to pray for our governmental leaders. So however election goes, I have a mandate from my king that tells me to pray for those people that are elected, whether I, I voted for them or not. Mm. This is where we are different now. We don't we don't continue to. You know, this past three years uh, has been terrible because the election that was given was never agreed to. It's been a, it's been a protest ever since uh, Trump was put in office. And I would hate to think that Christians would join either fray against him or against Biden. I would pray that we would support our leaders. I pray that we would pray for our leaders. I, I, I think that it's important for us to, to serve uh, our civic duties. I think we should vote. I think we should pray about it. I think that we should pray how we're led. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to vote Jesus where, wherever he leads in, in that, and I, and I will vote. But... And that's a, it's a privilege as an American that I've been given. But I'm not going to live and die by it. I feel like that there's something more important uh, that we do, whether it's, you know, if, I, if it falls favorably for us against, you know, what we feel like needs to be out there. We're going to have the world that we will live in, whatever it is. And we have, still have the purpose that Paul that uh, Peter's had said that, that we should live lives of holiness and godliness. 
and that's what I'm going to do. Mm. You know, I've I've heard it said that uh, if you're a Christian, then you're not part of a democracy; you're part of a monarchy. <laughs> you know, because we have a king, we have a king, and that's who we serve. And as a matter of fact, he's that king says, "Go make disciples of all nations." So we we care more. We we care about all nations, not even just the United States, but God. We want God to use us to help people everywhere. You know, so we're just talking about one country. You know, in one election. Or something else that went well like this, that if, if you are not a Christian, the world that you live in will be the best you've got. And that's why you see a lot of people who are not Christians fighting like crazy for this world. But it, the other hand, if you are a Christian, the worst you'll have will be this life. Yeah. If you're not a Christian, the best you'll have is this life. If you're not a Christian, if you are a Christian, the worst you'll have is this life. Mm. And so, you know, that's, that's the kind of deal I like. Mm-hmm. Because that next life is going to be a fair eternity. But this life, well, about 85 years, maybe a little longer for some and less for others. Mm. But it's a short life. Well, and Rocky, to that point, I think you've always heard the adage that uh, there's no atheists in foxholes. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people who have never made Jesus their Lord, or maybe they've just been part of religion, but not a relationship. I think people are looking for answers. I think I think we've seen an uptick in journey groups, possibly for that reason. But I think people are, are they're scared. They're confused. Like we said, they're just they don't know what's which ends up. And, and it's given us opportunities, you know, for, hey, we we do have an answer. We have a, you know, and we, we take people through a journey group that helps them find what they're looking for. I read a, 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 an article or a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, and I don't know if you know that, but he was a barrister. He was educated in, in, in England. Barrister means a lawyer. Uh, that's before he became who he was. He was a great admirer of, of Christ. He didn't believe him to be the son of God. He didn't believe him to be the Messiah, but he admired him. Uh, but uh, he, it was interesting what he said. He says that at one time he really had an interest of really knowing this thing about Christianity and, and, and really the Jesus Christ that they were declaring him to be. He says, but the thing that kept me from wanting to know him were the Christians that I met. Hmm. And so I think that that's why we have a world here that is in turmoil and why the church has got to start showing who we are, who we really, really are. Mm. Because there are a lot of people out there would like to know who is this Jesus? Why do you have this peace in your life? Everybody is, you know, the world's falling in, you know, everything's falling apart. But why are, why do you have so much peace? And the answer is because I know Jesus, <laughs> and it ain't over here. It's only going to begin for me, and this is over. And it can be that way with you. I like that. That's the uh, that's looking more like Christ, the conformity to Christ that you that verse talks about, and what abiding, leading to fruit of the Spirit looks like. And we just got to go back to rule number one, right? Just keep abiding, <laughs> like you always say. Well, go back to the name influencer. If we had a true Christian influencer who really showed Christ by the way he lived his life. Look at the difference it might have made with Mahatma Gandhi 
and the many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people he he uh, influenced. That's right. That's right. And it, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And who knows? Yeah, one person in every journey group could be could go on to be a great a Billy Graham, or who knows who else? You know. So uh, they will have their legacy. Everybody yeah. will have their spiritual legacy. <laughs> And it's not too late, no matter your age. Hmm. Well, we just have about a few minutes left, Rocky. We, I just feel like I want to ask you to say a prayer for our country and for um, this election and just all the all our influencers out there and their part in this whole thing. Father, there's no doubt in my mind that there are Christians all over this country that have been praying for this election and asking for a certain outcome. And that's their privilege uh, to be able to vote their way and then also to ask you to help. I'm not so sure that you're going to influence the political structure in this country uh, as much as you want the Christians in this country to, to be under your influence and then that influence be able to work with the people in this country. I think that many of the problems that we have in the country has been political leaders who have agitated it. And we need people that are not political leaders that are out here showing what Jesus looks like and giving people, sharing Jesus. And the Lord, it's not just giving them the words of the gospel. It's sharing the spiritual gifts, sharing you you in us that makes us love them, makes us encourage them, reaches across both aisles, reaches to all orientations of, of perspectives that people have. And I know this about everybody out here. There's a, there's a place in our heart that needs Jesus. There's a place that needs to be restored to our creator. We can deny all we want. And like, like Brian said, there's no atheists in foxholes. And, but I believe there's also atheists because they don't want to believe. They don't want to. They're aggressively not wanting to believe. They don't want other people to believe. And there are agnostics out there that say, I don't believe, but I think there might be something and I'm open. And so, Lord, I, I do think that, that we are positioned uh, at a time and place that we can make a difference where it really counts. So I pray that we won't get hung up in the election and, and the aftermath of it, whatever it is. And we'll just stay focused on you. Thank you for the privilege that we've been given as citizens of this country to vote. What a wonderful privilege. Yeah, we, we do pray for peace for our, our, our country. And it's been in turmoil. We also know, Lord, that there are people that's wanting to say that there are reasons for the climate control, climate uh, breakdowns and all the other things, and they're looking at it from a scientific view. But do they ever ask the question, what is God doing? Because I think you're doing something here. I don't think it's climate change. I think you're the one that's doing things. And I I think you're saying, look up. Look up at me. Don't forget me. So, Father, as a Christian speaking to Christians, and that's who I think is on this podcast, is that I pray that you will nurture their hearts and their spirit and they'll begin looking around them in the world that they live in, the circle of influence that they have in their world, though it might be tiny, their world. 
Help them to influence those people to see Jesus through the way they've lived their life out before. And Father, we entrust to you the outcome of the election. We pray for the leaders that will be elected ahead of time, Father. We pray that somehow you'll break through there. Their shells, their resistance, and help them come to know the, the Jesus Christ that can lead them to know God Almighty. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Influencers Network podcast, and I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today.